Okay, so you sent me something interesting about Queens. Is it the Monopoly thing? Yeah. Isn't that exciting? All right, what is your, what's your boardwalk then? Okay, wait, let's explain to the people what I sent yeah. you. So there, um, I think the Queens Post uh, put it on their Instagram. And essentially what's happening is the Hasbro and some other company are merging together to create a Queens-inspired Monopoly board. I don't love the little mascot everywhere, that like big-ass head. Like the, the big <laughs> the Monopoly. Dude? Yeah, the dude. Yeah? He's a little Maybe. creepy. He reminds mm. me of Mr. Met, Ooh. but like with the mustache. Okay. Because it's like a regular body with like the big mascot the head, head, which I don't love. It's you know, I don't much. love that look. I get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could change the mascot to a more Queens like. But I think it would just be it a would big be Mr. Baseball. Matt. <laughs> it would be Mr. Matt or like a world, but it would be I a wouldn't, big I wouldn't consider like, okay, so Boardwalk and Park Place are like the number one, right? The most expensive. Yeah. So I going would back say to the like question. US Open because like that's, remember, we talked about the Thai class going there. Right. So the Billie Jean King. Tennis center. Right. International tennis center. But I don't want to give, because like, you know how like usually they're next door to each other, like Broadwalk and Park Place, they're like the same color. They have to be City Field. But like, I wouldn't consider City Field Park Place. I would but consider the other City one. Field like jail, because you no, got, you know. Because <laughs> you just can't get out. There. You never win. Yeah, you never win. <laughs> you, live, you leave you feeling live like there. you yeah. sp- like paid mad money in bail. Exactly. I hear that. But in terms of like, money and how much that that land is worth okay that yeah i guess you know and like isn't the no, richest isn't, person like own it but wait wait you said there's park place and then what's the other one boardwalk. boardwalk those are like the blue the blue squares those are like the end like if you get those yeah, yeah, you like yeah. pretty much win but i think park place is the most expensive no boardwalk is the most expensive oh broad boardwalk boardwalk boardwalk, boardwalk. boardwalk. what am i saying broadwalk <laughs> i'm saying it like a rich person yeah kind boardwalk. Of. Broadwalk. <laughs> all right and i think those could take the cake on those well I, I would say like what what do you think the cheaper ones would be all the science because everything's broken all the time <laughs> <And> flooding flooding <laughs> yeah i actually submitted like a a, a thing oh what'd you what'd you do i recommended like five locations. I remember. I recommend the King King's Manor. Ma- ah, yeah. The King buddy. Manor Museum. I recommended uh, Corona Ice King. Uh, Ice King. The Lemon Ice King of Corona. Mm-hmm. See, I wouldn't recommend that as a a spot, but like a chance card. Like you got Lemon Ice King. Collect a uh, hundred dollars, or you know what I mean. Like, cause those there's those cards too that like I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What else did I put down? No, I can't remember. Uh, if it comes to me, I'll let you know. Right. But everyone, I'll post something on Instagram. But you could, you could, in the spirit of Valentine's potentially Day, potentially be influencing this Queen's board. Yes, and and in, and in uh, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, you could basically say the places you love the most and send that over to the people who are making this game. Good segue, y'all. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Melanie. And I'm Diana. And we're two queens in a pod. Cast. And we are two queens from Queens, giving you the queen's perspective. And today, we are going to give you the queen's perspective on New York City love stories. And should I should I tell the people how the, how this started? Like sure. how you got this idea? Okay. So Diana randomly texts me and she's like, I think, you, you know what would be like, what we should do? Like, what would you say? Like something about love. 
I was saying like love stories, love but stories. it could be like but like our definitely, love stories too, right? And I was like feeling very, still feeling very cynical, just like recently, and <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to talk about love. I was like I'm a single 34 year old adult. I don't want to be talking about love. I don't want to be reminiscing about love. Like you really are driving the knife home here during Valentine's but Day. But most of my love, like, so what I was thinking is, you know, we watch the unrealistic movies, TV shows, we read the unrealistic books. But then we actually live the real love stories, which really aren't usually love stories. They end in, like, ridiculousness. You know what I'm saying? I guess. All right. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. There's people saying they want us to get more personal. I was trying to throw that vibe in there. I like the idea (laughs) of talking about how New York is romanticized. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in what ways do you think it is? I mean, you see these movies and you... Like, I'm, I'm thinking of Breakfast at Tiffany's, for example. Okay. I think that everyone thinks that you could be Audrey Hepburn and, like, get a croissant and have, like, all these, like, riches and stuff. Minus the racist, like, Mickey Rooney. Yes, character. Um, yes, character. Yes, yes, yes. We're not mentioning him. But she does have a lot of, like, gentleman callers chasing her. Like, yeah. it comes at a cost, the kind of lifestyle. I guess, she, yeah. The way it's presented, at least. So, but I think, like, people like people still romanticize that movie to, like, this day. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. As, like, something to strive for. Like, people should strive to be her, I guess. I mean, what is she? She's, like, a person, right? She's, like, a... <laughs> what are you calling me? You're she saying she's a lot of gentlemen callers. But she kind of presents also... as, like, a, a, like, a escort. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if people want to do that. People, well, I guess people don't want to do, do that, but I'm saying that like you romanticize the movie not really right. realizing what the underlining tones are. Right, 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 right. It's like you do got to escort the creepy dudes. All right. But the well, way the she, way the movie they the movie perce- perceives it also that she get she, how she gets her money is cuz she gives the weather report to the people in the jail, which is is like giving them insider information. Right. Isn't that it? Or like, well, she's kind of living in this like ignorance is bliss kind of mentality where all she has to do is go over to this prison and and talk and about tell the this weather. guy about no, but like specific things this other guy tells her. Yes, right. But so she never says what it is. Like she's always like, I tell him the weather report. Right, Isn't right, that it? right. Like, that's what she does. Unless they present it to her in the weather report, and that's Morse code. That not Morse code, but that's code uh-huh. for whatever. The dudes in the in the pin need to know. The pin? Yeah. But okay, yeah, breakfast. I didn't even write down breakfast mm-hmm. at Tiffany's. I like the scene where they're like, they dress and they steal something from the 99 cent store. You remember that? Yeah. And they put the masks on. Mm-hmm. And that That's her cat funny. is named Cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to name anything else. But talking about movies yeah. and New York City movies. And yeah, why not throw in unrealistic? Some of these are unrealistic. It's a movie, right? Um... I feel like Nora Ephron, the director, she's like the New York City rom-com master. Is that the one who wrote Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah, so she's Which known... I, we watched that, and there's only like, New York's only in it for like five minutes at the end. The movie's basically in, in Seattle. Well, yeah, that's what it's called, Sleepless in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, I got it, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're acting like they sold it like... No, they but they sold it, it as like an Empire State Building movie. Right. Well, it was... It had that spin on it because it was, it was inspired by Affair to Remember, right? And actually, an Affair to Remember was was a spin off of this other movie called The Love Affair. So it's like oh. everything's been done before. The greatest love stories have already been told, but you just got to flip the script a little bit and say it in a different way, I guess. 
But I was looking up Nora Ephron, and it's kind of funny that she's so romantic the way she is. Because she's never been married. I don't know that. Oh. But I do know I that, that in the beginning of her, her early career, she was hired by Newsweek as a male girl after being told that they don't hire female writers. Okay. Right? So after she quits, like a long time after, she wasn't able to move up because they were sexist. Um, and she quits, and she got part of, like, a class action lawsuit against Newsweek for sexual discrimination. What time period is this? Well, she was born in 41, so I'm guessing, like, the 60s. 60s? Okay. Seems like... But, like, to feel that... Whatever. After that, she, her, her career jumped off, like, in terms of, like, being a journalist. She wrote for, like, The Esquire and Cosmo. But, like, later on went into being a novelist and then adapting her novels into film film work like mm-hmm. when harry met sally another another new York oh City. that is my, that's my favorite yeah and also you've got mail those are all nora afron movies mm-hmm. right and i mean we could get into it when harry met sally later but i just thought it was so interesting how like she didn't allow unimpressive men affect her belief in love and to write about unrealistic love stories <laughs> Okay, all right, Nora, get it together. Yeah, I like her. Well, she got it together. She did get it together. Yeah, yeah she didn't, she rose above and... and I always died. find it interesting when, like you said that she wrote novels or like was a journalist and then moved to, you know, film writing. I feel like her films are, like her screenplays are really great. And I've always found that like growing up and like being like a film major... Right. It was always easy for me to write screenplays, but it was always it's always hard for me to write stories because I don't like fluff, you know? I like to get right to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I, I I'm have always that surprised when people could do both. I mean, great, like, but right. that or she like, wrote novels and screenplays. Maybe it's what helped her, like, whittle it down a little right. bit. Like, mm-hmm. here's all the details. Okay, now, like, what are just, like, the important things? Yeah. Um. But yeah, when Harry Met Hit Sally, that's one of your favorites. Yeah, the ending though. Yeah, like the the New Year the New Year's Eve scene. I always I also like because you know like they obviously every so well every so years they run into each other until they become friends. Right. But they be, initially become friends at the end when they're like in their thirties. Yes. So it always makes me feel like okay, like just because I haven't found love in my thirties doesn't mean I won't because Harry Met Sally. They got together in their 30s. That's true. You know? Yeah. No, that's funny because, like, there's that one scene where she's like, and I'm almost 40. And then they're like, you're 34. She's like, but it's coming. Yeah, but we say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a great scene because it's just so New York, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminds you of, like, why you love New York as well. Like, the cat's is deli, that scene. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, what about... Do you think that's realistic, though, knowing someone many times and then, like, no, right? Okay, so we've had this conversation before, and I think it is very, very accurate. But when it comes to friendships, when you move out of, like, a friend zone scenario. So if it starts as a friendship friendship. and then evolves into something Mm -hmm. more. I think that it's not something where all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, I've been in love with this. No, I think you choose to decide, okay, you know what? Why don't I choose to like see this from a different a different angle and be like, let me let me see how I would feel if I thought of them romantically and explore that. 
But I don't think anybody just wakes up and has feelings for somebody else. Well, that's not how it happens in the movie, though. Like, the first time they hang out, they hate yeah, each other. The ending is him being like, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want that life to start right now. So he realized it. He didn't but choose. But they slept together before. So you're saying the sleeping together made them realize it. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. If I have to make a comparison between, like, when Harry met Sally, that thing where, like, the first time they met, they hate each other. The second time they met, they hardly recognize each other. And then the third time they met, like, they became friends. Mm-hmm. And then through that friendship, it evolved into romance, right? I feel like that's a bit more realistic than, let's say, moving to a TV show, a New York City love story TV show, the relationship between, let's say, Carrie and Big in Sex and the City. Because... Have you ever done this where you're like, oh, maybe that was the one who got away. And like you try and go back out with someone that you ended things with. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, now I know why we ended things. Okay. It's never like, oh, I'm in love with him again. Like, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like anytime Carrier Big got back together, that was a moment for them. In re- if it was a real world, which is not, it's a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. In the real world, they would have remembered, like, oh, that's why, that's why, that's why, okay. Nice I think the only way you. that, I think, I and it ends badly, is what you're saying. Like, it, it never, I'm, I'm thinking of a scenario where you go on a date with somebody, and you really, like, things kick off, but then, like, something happens. It fizzles, or they move away, blah, blah, right. and then there's been a lot of people who reconnected. Yes. But it never ended badly. I know what you're saying, like, like, the that was, like that's, like, an abusive relationship, like, when you say goodbye to somebody, but then you always come back to them, even though you yeah. know it's bad. And I understand, though, like, one time going back and being like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you were great and everything, but there was A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K that I just was not about, and now I'm remembering Elementary. why we ended. Yeah, we could all go all the way through Z, because there's always 26 <laughs> things that are wrong. Whereas, like, in the fairy tale story of Sex and the City and Carrie and Big... It's like they somehow end up together again. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm not including senior citizens in the city when he dies. Just, well, speaking you know what of I mean? yeah, yeah, but speaking of Sex and the City, I know um, you're doing a rewatch. I'm rewatching it. Yeah, and one of the vices that your boyfriend has about it is that they keep people run into each other too much. In yes, the JP well, thinks it's uh, so unrealistic. The like how they always have these like happen. These just yeah happenstance like encounters where it's like they're always bumping into each other and he's like that never happens well speaking of thinking that uh, like i guess like chance encounters encounters, yeah we talked about this before but there was one time where we were at a bar and there was a person i was seeing during college like the last few months of college we graduated he lived up there i lived in the city whatever yeah we were at a bar in the city and where I, there all the, your the own, doors were open. Yeah. I was not with the dude. I was with friends. I yeah. think I was like with you. And, and we like, I turned my we're head. McFadden's. Yeah. Okay. And this, and the person who I was seeing of, you know, during college that I wasn't seeing anymore because I was home walked by and he doesn't even live in this city. And not even I thought, into the bar, just past the past bar. Past the bar. He didn't even come in. And I just saw him and I said his name and like 
then we, you know, start chat chatting, whatever. So chance and for encounters so, do happen. But for so long, I thought that that meant something. Right. It didn't. It didn't mean anything. No, I know. So I, I, I don't know. Like, what are, like, what is the... What is the reason? What is the reason? <laughs> I feel like it's, I know what you mean, like, it's, it's if you're in a Imagine all these movies not. that are made like that is somebody's idea, like the writer had these things where nothing came of them, but they're, they fantasized that it did. That it did amount And then to that something. was a movie, but in real life, it never does amount to anything. Right. It's like someone took that, thought like, oh, how romantic would it be if that evolved into something? Yeah. And then they take it and then make like it. Like Harry that. Met Sally, like they were prob- there's probably two friends that did sleep together and were like, now we can never hang out again and never did. Instead of like him running to her on new year's eve and professing his love for her because when you want the rest of your life to happen you want it to happen as soon as possible possible. and it's not because it's whatever they say Uh, it's (laughs) the best line right yeah so good you know my parents met on new year's eve did they that's i love new year's eve (laughs) some people think it's like they don't romanticize new year's eve they see it as like a sad holiday but I always see it as like, I wouldn't be alive if my parents didn't meet on New Year's Eve. Right. And that was just by chance. But they're not living a romance, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they're watching Jeopardy at 7, Monday through Friday, you know? That's the real romance right there. That's that real love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wrote down some other movies. Okay. Um, you ever, what are your thoughts on West Side Story? They'll see... That's the OG one, the original you know, one, the one with Nat- Natalie Wood. Oh, I, you know what it is? I get so frustrated at movies where, and this is like kind of like Romeo and Juliet. Like it's like that one thing, like you couldn't wait just one moment, you know? Like Damn you couldn't Chino. just, you, you're right. <laughs> or like he couldn't have just like, because yeah, at the end, what is it that he sees her or whatever? Well, like what happens is, um, Chino is mad at both Tony and Maria because Tony killed Bernardo, who's Maria's brother. Mm-hmm. And then Chino got really mad because Bernardo hooked up Maria with him, mm-hmm. right? And then Chino finds out that Maria had relations with Tony after Tony killed her brother. So then Tony, Tony's, uh, Tony's running looking for Maria. Marina is looking for Tony to get to- Chino not to kill him. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, people. I don't know if no one knows this, how Romeo and Juliet ends. Um, right at that moment, they're about to like run to each other and, and Chino shoots Tony. You know what it is about that. movies where <laughs> the people are teenagers? Is That is real life. Like, yeah, that checks out, when actually. When you're a teenager, <laughs> you think everything is the end of the world if you if you really like somebody. Yeah. Like, your hormones are insane. They're they're going off the charts. I, can, I barely care enough. I care about nothing now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an ounce of caring that I did when I was 18 years old. But I do remember watching West Side Story and being like, all right, I can't get that that wrapped up with a dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're also not in a gang. Or like, <laughs> you're, your brother's not in a gang. <laughs> boy, boy, crazy boy. I love that movie, honestly. I like the new version, too, though. I don't um, hate on it. I love, I I think what I like about, there's things I like about the new version, but I think what I like more about the original is how it's filmed. Okay. Like, it really keeps the integrity of the dance. Like, there's a lot of, like, wide angle shots. I know. It's just so funny that, 
like Steven Spielberg filmed the new one, who's like the most critically acclaimed director. And you're like, you know what? That one's not filmed like no. as great. Your own Robbins is the way to go. Because it was from the perspective of the choreographer. That's how mm. the original one was filmed. Yeah. So it was all about like, how can we capture the movement in a cool way? And I think Spielberg, I don't know. Did it in a more showy way? More like a music video. Yeah. Versus like a, I don't know how to explain it. But they're both good in their own right. But I just remember the reason I watched West Side Story is like one day my mom and I are coming back from the city at some time and my mom just starts randomly singing a song and she's like, could be there's something due any day. Like she's waiting for the train and she just started singing and I'm like, what are you singing? And she goes, what? What? you never seen West Side Story? And I was like, no. And she's like, I've never shown you West Side Story. Oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. And so like, we get off the train, we get to Jackson Heights, and we don't even, we don't go to Blockbusters. You know that like the bootleg video rental store you went to? Mine was called Flagship. And uh, they had like, they had a back corner room with some beads. Like before Blockbuster? <laughs> During okay. Blockbuster. Like, there was still some video rental stores out there that were like privately owned and they weren't Blockbusters. Okay. So we went to one of those. I know they existed, but yeah, I was yeah. a blockbuster kid. I got you. Through sure, and yeah. through, yeah. yeah. Um, there was one there. We picked it up and we watched it and I like literally fell in love with it and I feel like it's part of the reason why I became like a, a dance-related human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love how your mom makes you watch all these like romantic... Remember, she, you also watch Pride and Prejudice with her. Yeah, she makes yeah. me... All, all the oldies. Yeah, my mom made me watch like freaking... What was, what was the movie with the... <laughs> It's a wonderful life. No, no. Uh, Homeward Bound with Homeward the with dog. Talk at the about end. love. Tell us about how much you love that that scene. So every at the end, the dog Shadow, he like they think he, you think he's dead That's at it. the end. You think it's over. So then the cat comes out, and then the 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 one the daughter's is the cat. So that she's like ah whatever. What's up, Misty? What's the cat? Name? Is it Misty? No, it's not know. Misty. Sassy. Is the cat's name. And then Chase is the other dog, which is the younger brothers. And the older brother's like, Shadow! Shadow! And there's nothing. Like, it's just like empty. You're like, he's dead. You're waiting for the credits to roll. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then this golden retriever just is like limping. And then it's like the most sad thing in the whole world. Like, do it its best. And you know, it probably hit even harder because you had a golden retriever, I Ginger. Did. Yeah, it hit so hard. Those are <laughs> the movies I was watching, you know? I don't, yeah, remember, yeah. I don't remember watching any like romantic movies growing up. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, or old timey movies. The only one was Wonderful Life and everyone dies in it, you know? I, that's from true. the get, I was. <laughs> from the get, I was you know watching what? the bad movies. Don't be so jealous that my mom showed me old movies. Because, like, I tried to act like I was really tough. But and... old, like, good movies. Oh, no, this was a good movie. Yeah. And I act like, like, I, I was, like, really into scary movies at a time. She was like, let's watch Psycho. I was like, okay. Uh... So she shows, I let her, like, she let me watch Psycho, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But after watching it, I was, like, really afraid to take a shower. Just take a shower. And I didn't think up the place, but what I would do is this. Like, when I did take a shower, I would, like, call for my sister. And I'd be like, oh, Erica. And, like, she would come in. And, like, I would be, you know, taking a shower. And, like, right when she came in. You would stab her. I No. Yeah, oh. beat her to the punch. <laughs> no, I started, like, really quickly, like, putting, like, shampoo, everything, everything, everything. And, like, I'd be like, oh, Jay, um, do you remember that time? And I would just start talking to her about, like, random things. So that there would be, like, someone in the room with me. And then by the time I was, like... 
washed up, I'd be like, oh, you could go now. And then that was what I did. And that's how I got through, like, taking See, showers I, after what I thought Psycho. you were going to say was that you would call her from the other room and do it really quickly so that you could time yourself how quickly you could take a shower. Ah, you know, before you before someone hurt you. I would basically drag out a question yeah. or a story. You know what I mean? So I feel like we're going so off the beaten path now from <laughs> romantic movies to horror movies. But you know how I feel like there's one horror movie that really defined your childhood? Okay. And like sticks with you. Like say your psycho is, is your one. shower yeah. thing. My dad made me watch. Well, I don't even, I don't think my parents ever made me watch anything. I think I was just watching it with him. It was just on. But it was yeah. Poltergeist, the ghost oh, movie. Oh, there and he is. Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The little girl. Yeah. So the little girl gets sucked into the closet. I... TV. No. Well, Hell is in the Closet, I thought. No, she gets sucked into the closet. There's like five Poltergeist movies. I, the first one is Everything's in the Closet. Like, everything gets sucked into the closet. I thought she gets sucked into the TV. No, she's That's in the TV. Yeah, she gets... Oh, and then it gets she sucked can, into the closet? No, she's sucked into the closet. But the TV is showing you a portal from Hell, so she's in the TV. Oh. So they could see her in the TV, but she got sucked into Hell from the closet. Got it. But... I could not so sleep. So R. Kelly wasn't the first person no, trapped no. in the closet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right, go on. But I could not keep my closet door shut up until like I was like 17. Like not even joking. I'm someone who likes my closet door open. Yeah, my closet door's open right now. Yeah. I don't like anything trapped in the closet. I want to know what's what's in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't need idea. anything to burst out of nowhere. Right. You know? Um, all right, but bringing it back to the love <laughs> stories, you know... Love, fear, they're all very, like, extreme emotions, right? Are you going to talk about King Kong? The greatest love story of all time? <laughs> no, I wasn't, but let's go. What did you want to say? Well, you want to talk about best, bestiality again? It's the best of both the worlds, you know? You got the horror, but he's in love with the girl. Yeah, but you know what we decided in our Empire State know, building? We don't like the idea right? of pets and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and humans and animals falling in love with each other. It's just not right. Yeah. <laughs> We did establish that. You're right. It's against nature. <laughs> but have you seen a Bronx Tale? Yes. Okay. And it's funny that I call that... I associate a Bronx Tale really with Queens because it's filmed predominantly in Astoria on 30th Avenue. Like, you know where that church is? On the other side of Steinway? Yes. Down by, like, Blackbirds, past Blackbirds? Mm-hmm. That's, like, in the movie, like, so much, like... I don't know, 50% of the film has that, like, church in it. So, I, right. like, even though it's called a Bronx Tale, it was associated with, like, Queens. And there's the the love between Jane and Collateral. All right. Do you remember? That he opens the, the door. The door test. What are your thoughts on the door test? Do you remember the door test? So this is before automated locks, right? So then I wouldn't know. I, I never had a non-automatic lock. Okay, so this is the thing. Collateral's going to go on the date with Jane and Sonny... Is telling him, like, all right, you got to do the door test. Because if she doesn't pass the door test, she's a selfish broad. And you, you just you just forget you ever met her if she doesn't pass the test. And what it was, this, what it was was this. You get out of the car. You lock the door. You lock your door. And you make... You're telling it wrong. Yeah, no, this is it. You get outside. You make sure her door is unlocked. And you lock your door, the driver's seat. You close the door, right? You pick her up, you open the door for her, you let 
the girl sit down. You are literally telling this the wrong. You're telling. Yes, you are. No, you're not. No, you're not. And if she doesn't reach over, no, you unlock her door first. Let her into your car. No. While you're going around to the driver's side, she has to open your lock for you so that you don't have to put the key in. You told the whole. You told it backwards. No, I didn't. Yes, you you did. You have to open the door for the girl. Right. You You let her in the car. How is she getting in the car with you unlocking it? You make sure her door is locked. Got it? Your door should be locked already if you're going to the car. You make sure her door's unlocked. You make sure her door's unlocked, right? You get out of the car. You're the driver. You get out of the car. You lock your door. You have to make sure you lock your side of the door as the driver. Then you close your door. Okay. You walk over. Okay. You open the door for the female. Okay. She gets in and you close the door for her. This is back in the 50s when men opened doors for women, right? Then on your way back... To your side, you have to see her leaning over and unlocking the door for you. So you, this is the un, this is the unsu- <laughs> this is under the assumption that you're picking her up for a date. Yeah, and you're picking okay, her up see, in the car. Okay, see, I thought it was just that like they're walking to your car. Oh no, you're driving her somewhere. <laughs> you're putting you putting the girl in the car. You're going somewhere. <laughs> Jeez, it's not rocket science. I thought you saw the movie. <laughs> I did see the movie. But I thought they were walking to the car from somewhere. To do what, though? To go somewhere. No, no, no. Like, I thought they were, like, in a restaurant. Oh, and like I thought after. they were walking to the car. No, this happens before. Oh, like, he's you picking her up. You bring her to the restaurant. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you get it? Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts, I guess? What do you think the modern day door test would be? I don't know. We've talked so much about it, I don't care about it anymore. Okay, but I do yeah. have an idea about okay. what the modern day door test uh-huh. would be. It's actually the reverse. And knowing that there's automated <laughs> lock, automated, automated locks, automatic locks, I don't know. It's all on the dude. The dude has to press the button before you get to the door. I thought you were going to say, what? I thought you were going to say the opposite is like, the guy opens the door for you, right? You go in the car, and then on his way out, you just keep locking, locking it. it. <laughs> That's the test of your if you have a sense of humor. Right, right. <laughs> That's the modern day one. All right, I would take that. The only one I could think of is like, make sure the dude unlocks the door for you, and if he has, doesn't think about that. Has anyone opened the bro. door for you before? Like, you the car door? <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, my I honestly door. don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know when I would do that. I honestly that. don't need my car door open for me. Like, I can do it myself, so that doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. Nothing really bothers me about, like, the chivalry is dead type scenarios, you know? No. I like holding doors for people. I hold doors for people all the time. It's yeah. really, it's annoying when people just walk by without saying thank, thank you. That you. really bothers me. Yeah, I, I think that's annoying. Like, give me a look. Give yeah. me a head nod, something. But I'm a big, I'm a big door holder as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't think that should be just up to men. Yeah. I, I guess like what I'm talking people. about is, like, holding the umbrella for you in the rain. I mean, I think that's so awkward, though. Because then know. they're not going to know exactly how I, to hold it. And, like, like, I would rather just us both have our own umbrellas. Yes. You know? Or, like, a hood. Right. Like a, like a rain jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A cardigan with a hood, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway. Any other love stories you want to talk about? Nah. No, that's it? Do you want to talk about the proximity effect? 
Well, th- like that's the thing. Like that's what here's a, here's what I was trying to tell you that soulmates don't exist. Uh-huh. That there's no chance encounters. There's no people don't meet because of destiny and because of fate and the universe. They meet because of proximity. But is it their fate that they're close to each other? That's the argument. Right. That's the argument. If you believe in that or not. Right. The age old tale. Yeah. But so the same with it... your same with your parents. Like you said that your dad knew a coworker and that's why he went the coworker invited him to the New Year's party. Yeah, and the coworker's my aunt. And the coworker's your aunt who knew your sister. Right. And that's how they met. That's proximity. Yeah. Like your dad was her coworker. It wasn't right. like your dad was just walked into this apartment that had a party because he he heard it on the street and right. came upstairs and then met your mom. Right. And the same with my parents. My parents met because my aunt was dating my uncle and my uncle's best friend was my dad. So my aunt brought my mom out, who's her sister. Right. And that's how they met my dad. That's like, yeah. But I think there's there's people out there where it's like, and if it wasn't for your aunt and uncle who met, then they wouldn't have met. Like, it's all about... Yeah. So I, like, was, I was thinking after like we talked about this, yeah. there is one story I know where it is totally up to... Ha- like, totally coincidental that these people met. Okay. My one friend was on the Long Island Railroad and she missed her train. So she was on like a, a oh, train that she, she usually is on. train. And this one guy who was like across from her threw a water bottle at her to get her attention because he thought she was cute. So threw a water bottle at her and they, but like he asked her out, like they, that was a conversation starter. He wasn't even like from Long Island. Like I don't remember why he was on the train that day, whatever. And they're they, together. They, no, they never like oh. they. She he sweated on her too much, so she broke up with him. <laughs> but I'm saying that would have been like the only like love story. So it brings me back to the moment in the bar when I saw the guy who I was dating in college, uh-huh. and nothing happened to it because fate doesn't exist and destiny doesn't <laughs> exist and soulmates don't exist. Uh, happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Well, you know, it's because I'm from Queens that I'm with my current boyfriend. Yeah, I guess. So this is your fateful destiny story? Yeah, I guess. It's more of like a... No, it's proximity. Proximity. It's effect, geographics. Yeah. To- it's going... It's real, like your- the most like proximity geographics that it's, you a, can get. it's literally about geographics. It's GPS, yeah. Yes, it's GPS. Mm-hmm. This is like modern day proximity effect. Um, my boyfriend was on the dating app. He never scrolled when he was in the Bronx because he didn't like the broads from the Bronx. The broads. The broads from the Bronx. Sorry, I have to get out of like, out of like the, uh, You're in the Bronx sale. Yeah, I'm in the Bronx sale yeah. right now. He was in a, a kid to the ladies in the Bronx. I think he lives in a small neighborhood. He pretty much knew everyone. So mm-hmm. he didn't swipe then. And he only swiped when he was in Astoria hanging out with his friends. His friends ditch, ditched him for like a concert and he was swiping that day and I guess he swiped left and there you go. Proximity. Geographics. Right. But I'm not mad about it. <laughs> so proximity effect to... you? Do you think the proximity effect can be romantic? Yes. Yeah. I didn't say romance doesn't <laughs> exist. I said soulmates don't exist. <laughs> well, it reminded me of Sex in the City where it's like, Maybe we're our soulmates and men are just 
got people we have fun with sometimes. It would make more sense to me that friendships are your soulmates because those are people who you actively have to maintain. Maintain. Yeah. Not that you don't have to maintain a relationship. I get but that. But once you live together, it just yeah. happens. Whereas like you have to kind of put in more work with your friends. Like you're, you're taking sex off the table and you still want to like hang out with hang them. out with them and do things for them that's you know good. that's pretty good yeah <laughs> i don't know Mel. maybe we're soul we hang out with each I other i would agree uh, that friends are soulmate over right. a romantic soulmate i could hear day. that i could hear that for sure but all right well on that note happy valentine's day everyone <laughs> we got a lot out of this conversation <laughs> happy valentine's day bye bye